Major support for this podcast comes from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, conserving our wild things and wild places for over 25 years. Still missed a few. So, I'm going to start with the fish. I'm going to do some filet. I'm going to filet all of them. I know they're kind of small. It's been said we are what we eat. Whether it's a carrot that was in the ground yesterday or a chicken from a farmyard last month, today those things are now cells in our bodies. We could probably get these in uh, lime juice and olive oil. Lots of us have long been concerned about nutrition, about how what we eat affects our health. But in recent years, there's been a cultural wave of folks who want to know where their food comes from. And for more and more people, that means locally sourced edibles. We may shop at a farmer's market, grow a vegetable garden, or perhaps the ultimate step on the locavore ladder, go forage in the wild. What are we doing here? Picking agarita. We were lucky to beat the birds to this uh, bush. It's beautiful. What would it be like to go to an award-winning Texas ranch and to forage among the acres and then to eat Michelin star meals using what you had gathered with dishes prepared by a renowned chef who specializes in wild fish and game and then eating only what was harvested right there on the ranch? If that sounds as good to you as it does to me, then we invite you to the table. In this podcast, we're serving up a tasty new twist on some age-old traditions. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. It's hard to imagine a more picture-perfect setting for a weekend outdoors than Llano Springs Ranch, just south of Junction. And it's no ordinary group that's gathered here. On this weekend, the ranch is hosting Chef Jesse Griffiths and his crew. He's an Austin restaurateur, cooking instructor, and author of A Field, A Chef's Guide to Preparing and Cooking Wild Game and Fish. Jesse owns Daidue Butcher Shop and Restaurant in East Austin and the Daidue Taqueria in downtown Austin. He also operates the New School of Traditional Cookery. Jesse's made a name for himself, teaching people not only how to harvest wild food, but also how to cook what they collect. It's super important to get like a, a good sear on the meat where you're building up this crust on the bottom of the pan. And then it was a wild food weekend, and Tom Harvey was there to sample and share. At Lano Springs Ranch, the spring-fed South Llano River runs chilly, cool, and crystal clear right down in front of the ranch house. For decades, the Vandeveer family has poured their time, money, and sweat equity into improving the property, removing invasive brush, helping springs flow, restoring native grasses, and more. The result is an ecological showpiece of wild abundance, which earned them a Lone Star Land Steward Award in 2007. Deer, turkey, songbirds, and all manner of creatures great and small roam here. Native bass swim in the ranch's spring-fed blue hole. Think Barton Springs Pool in Austin or Balmoray in West Texas. All this abundant beauty draws folks from all over, 
who come here to hunt or fish, kayak or swim in the clear water, or just hang out and hear the breeze blow and the birds sing. This weekend, there's a bit of all of that. About a dozen people have gathered to explore, to relax, and to forage for wild food, cook it, and eat it. I like the smaller paddles because they're more tender. They have a lot more flavor. Ranch visitor Margaret Martin is picking prickly pear cactus pads. You know, the round green pads with all the thorns sticking out. Yeah, the team is going to roast them to burn off the thorns and cook them. In Mexico, they call this nopal. Nopal has a, has a really strong role in Mexican cooking. It's a very prominent wild vegetable. It's easily identifiable. <laughs> well, that sizzling is the nopal. Yeah, that's the, the moisture in them bubbling up in the fire. I mean, it is a cactus, and it's got some spines that are that can be anywhere from painful to annoying. Uh, but I love prickly pear, and uh, I think m many people might recognize it from a menu, but might not make the connection uh, between what it is or just the rampant availability of it. The fact that it's literally everywhere, and I think that's one thing that we really want to convey is that there is food everywhere around us. There are edible plants and things that you can eat everywhere from prickly pear to agarita to blackberries to snails to fish to axes to hogs name it there's there's food out there everywhere and it's yours for the taking i think this foraging thing sounds kind of cool and yeah. i'd love to see the the work they've done on the ranch yeah, yeah that's what i want to see she was telling me this morning that they've done a lot of restoration of the land um naturally and cleared a lot of cedar and, I, and then they've kept up with it, so I want to see that, what they're doing. Aaron and Andy Buckingham are paying customers this weekend, lured out to Lano Springs Ranch from Austin. We jumped at the opportunity when we saw it. Uh, it came up on an email invite through the Daidui email chain, and uh, we saw this opportunity to come out to a, a new ranch. Uh, I heard about the Blue Hole, so the fact that we could be on that ranch was pretty exciting. And, the fact that Jesse was going to be bringing out the Dai Dewey crew to cook for us all weekend and bring the wines and good times, that was uh, all we needed, so we signed up right away. This didn't happen by accident. The culinary ranch experience is the brainchild of Jay Clayberg and his partners, who've started a business called Explore Ranches. This enterprise opens the gates of some primo properties to anybody who's willing to pay to help support a ranch's conservation enterprises. Places with big mountain views, beautiful rivers and springs, and more. For a price, you can head out there and it's your ranch for the weekend. Like many such concerns connected with wildlife and the landscape in Texas, it's a profit project with a heart, aiming to do good things for wild things and wild places, and to help city folks get back to the country. Unless you're a landowner, or you know a landowner, having access to private land with accommodations in Texas specifically is, is a challenge. What we're offering is the ability to choose an ecosystem and a landscape that you'd like to, to visit on any weekend throughout the year and be able to go visit that place and in most cases have interaction with a multi-generational family who know the history of the land. They can bring the landscape to life in many ways. And 
I think that's a pretty special thing that not many people have access to, and we want to provide that. Meanwhile, back in the ranch kitchen, Jesse is holding court, cooking and talking, explaining what he's doing, with a dozen or so folks gathered around, watching and learning. Right now, he's fixing to prepare some of the fish that Aaron caught down at the blue hole earlier. They're bluegill and long-ear sunfish, not the biggest swimmers out there, but Jesse explains why bigger isn't always better. I'm a big fan of sunfish. I mean, I think they're, they're underrated fish. They're aggressive, they're hard fighters, they're delicious, beautiful, they're prolific. I, I just think they're underrated on light tackle. They're super fun to catch. So this is a long ear. Yeah, this is a long ear. This is that, one, that big one that you caught. Yeah. So this is a, a total Hill Country native right here. I swear it's one of the biggest long, I mean, they usually don't get over four, five inches. Yeah. Yeah, so this, is a, this is a trophy, trophy longer right here. You got a picture, right? Yeah, no, I got a really good picture of it. Well, I actually come up with enough meat on there for a soup. That's what I like to make soup out of fish. If we don't have a lot of big fish, a really good thing to do is just make soup because it goes pretty far. All you need is the bones and a little bit of meat. You kind of make up for it with potatoes and with corns and seasons, stuff like that. Later, Jesse made time to talk about this ranch weekend, what's cool about it, why he thinks it's important. I think food's a great way to get people to connect with the natural world because everybody has to eat, generally multiple times a day, so it gives us a lot of time for conversation in there and I'm not saying every meal has to have a lot of intention behind it or or be sourced completely from the wild but I I really enjoy talking with people and teaching people about foods that are available to them from where they live and I think it's really important to use your own resources and also to steward those resources in the best way that you possibly can I live in a city and I understand how hard it is to connect to the natural world a lot. Um, but, you know, even in a city, it's all around you. I mean, we have loquat trees and blackberries and plums and pecans and all kinds of things that are all around us. We have one of the, one of the best fisheries probably in the country a few minutes from East Austin, and that being the lower Colorado River, uh, basically untouched resource down there. And it is available to people in cities, and I think that if you choose to see it, then you'll, you'll be able to experience more of it and utilize that resource. I think hunting and fishing uh, and food are, can be a little uh, misunderstood. Uh, fishing is easier for a lot of people to connect with, um, I think because of its perceived uh, lower impact or are you know not not as hard there's no guns involved things like that but uh, fishing for food is you know it's been around for quite a while we're definitely starting to see a shift in younger urban people becoming more interested in fishing and hunting i think it's a pretty natural extrapolation from your farmer's market your local food conscientiousness maybe they've got a few chickens in their backyard and maybe they planted a small garden plot and that maybe planted a seed that oh I could I could continue along the same trajectory and get more food 
or have the knowledge of where that food came from, which once they've grown their own tomato, they, it, it's a pretty easy mental leap over to, oh, this tomato is pretty amazing. I bet a redfish or a catfish or a feral hog or a dove that I went out and got myself would be this good because there's an intangible quality of something you've, you've foraged or hunted or caught yourself. Um, maybe it's knowing the whole story of, of how it came to hand. But I, I think that with the level of education and that people have now and how we're, we're just kind of evolving, that people are making that connection and they're not putting the former prejudices they might have had against hunting and fishing. And they're willing to be more open-minded. And so we're seeing kind of a, a bit of a push uh, for people in cities to at least experience it, maybe not do it constantly and maybe not be completely self-reliant and only eat uh, foraged, hunted, and fished items in their homes, but at least to go out and give it a try once or, or, or try to make some sort of practice of it. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. Support from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation allows us to bring you stories from under the Texas sky. In fact, since 1991, the foundation has raised more than $190 million to conserve the lands, waters, and wildlife of our state. You can help by becoming a member. Find out how at wewillnotbetamed.org. We've been enjoying a culinary weekend at Llano Springs Ranch. It's a beautiful place that the Vandeveer family has turned into an oasis of wild abundance, and Tom Harvey has been our guide. It might seem like there's an awful lot of lovely already here this weekend, but wait, there's more. How about some live music from a great songwriter? Please... Owen Temple is a folk and country music songwriter and musician based in Austin. He's been a finalist or winner of multiple songwriting competitions, a professional musician for 20 years, partly as a member of the Austin rock group Band of Heathens. He landed a golden ticket to be here this weekend. The way I ended up here is by, I think around New Year's, I was renewing my membership and giving to a few of the causes that I care about. I was grateful for some really nice experiences outdoors around the beginning of the year and thinking about the organizations that helped enable me on those great state park trips. And uh, so I gave the Texas Park and Wildlife Foundation and so there was a raffle and I was, I was like, well, there's another one more reason to be uh, made contribution today. And uh, happily, a few weeks after that, I, I found out I wanted to be able to come on this culinary experience here at Lano Springs Ranch. Owen has lived much of his life in the big city and he's seen his share of loud music and crowds. But like many people, he values time and nature. The rhythm of flashing screens and inboxes and notifications and traffic. And I think we weren't built for that. We didn't evolve in, those, in that type of environment. We need bird sounds, we need breezes, we need less motion, we need to be still in order to really the word recreation means to recreate, you know, and I think that one thing we need to do, the outdoors to do, is recreate ourselves. 
after coming out here, you know, you ought to be ready to tackle some complex problems that, you, that we all got to do in our jobs, you know, we got to think hard and I think we're, after being outdoors, you're ready for that type of work again. All of us can see how things have changed with more houses and buildings and roads covering the landscape all the time. We remember what used to be a vacant lot or an open field or a stand of big trees. Maybe it's a place we used to drive by and see all the time. Maybe it's some place we played as a kid, and now it's gone. Of course, there's still a lot of good left that's worth saving. There are still wide open spaces and places like Lano Springs Ranch. But like us, Owen Temple has noticed the changes, especially the exploding growth of his hometown, Austin. And what are you going to do about it if you're a musician? Well, one thing you do is write songs. Yeah, speaking of being inspired by outdoor places and people, this is kind of inspired by a place that's on the Balcones fault line, not far from central Austin, the edge of the hill country, where there's a great old bar and a lady that ran it for a long time. It's called Dry Creek. Just a little way down Malbanel Road, there's a little place where the beer is cold. Dry Creek Cafe in the dark, no place better come five o'clock. We put Owen's entire song on our podcast page as a separate bonus for you. So go listen to the whole thing there if you wish. It's a hopeful song about somebody standing up for something worth saving. And that strikes a chord with pretty much everyone here at the Lano Springs Ranch Culinary Weekend. They see work to do to take care of our natural world, plenty of it. Yet both Jay Clayberg and Jesse Griffith see good reason to hope. What I've learned in my childhood and my work through Parks and Wildlife Foundation is that it takes a team from the private landowner, especially in Texas, is 95% privately owned, to the conservation organizations, and then people that ultimately support those efforts, whether that's through their own contributions or hunting or fishing or just being outdoors. So my hope is, is that when people actually get out onto these landscapes and learn a little bit from the landowner about what it takes to, to steward that wildlife and wildlife habitat, that hopefully they go home and realize that it's a team effort. And in order for Texas and, and really other places, not just in the United States, but elsewhere, to stay somewhat wild, that they, they need to get engaged somehow, whether that's with their time or with their money. I'm very optimistic about it because I think that, you know, sometimes we might push things to the brink. We tend to do that a lot. As a, as a human race, we, we, we kind of like to come in for that last minute save a lot of times. And I think that we are on the right path right now. I feel really good about the consciousness behind food, the conversations that we're having, and more of a microcosm of of the state of Texas. I feel very good about it. Um, we have our own issues here between public and private lands that are nuanced and complex. But at the same time, I think that we can take that culture of mostly private land and really make it work from a stewardship aspect, uh, along with the incredible resources that we have from public 
lands and our, our Parks and Wildlife Department, which I have a lot of respect for, how they get out there and educate and try to involve people in the outdoors very aggressively. So I have, I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. Um, I think that there's, there's a lot of signs out there that could cause one to be pessimistic, but I think that we can, I think we're on the right path. That was really yummy. Yeah, so good. From Lano Springs Ranch, this is Tom Harvey. Before we go, we want to share a shout out to the wild. It's where you get a chance to share a memory or experience about the Texas outdoors with us. Steve Morse, a retired biologist from Littleton, Colorado, reached out with a 40-year-old memory of the time he was a student in Texas. He felt uncomfortable recording his recollection for us, but gave us permission to share it with you. Our colleague, Roger Kunchik, kindly agreed to read Steve's shout-out for us. My name is Steve Morris, and I live in Littleton, Colorado. I went to grad school at Angelo State University in the 1975-77 range. I'm a biologist, and while working for the now-deceased botanist Chester Roll from the university, we spent a week over New Year's in 1976 at the Black Gap Wildlife Management Headquarters, which borders the Big Bend on the east. I remember, on New Year's Day, 1976, finding 108 flowering species in the Black Gap. As we were primarily botanists, this was the purpose of our trip. We had sampling permits and were allowed to collect the pressed specimens of the flowers we found along the way. Since that is a quiet endeavor, we were surrounded by the wildlife in the area. Abundant scaled quail and a couple of flocks of turkeys always seemed to be around. I loved the bobbing lizards and even the bugs. The night sky and morning sunrises against that giant skyline were always amazing in the clear air. Frosty mornings and shirt-sleeve afternoons just made for the perfect time to visit. I could have stayed a month, but work called us home. I swore to go back, to get to the places I missed. I wanted to explore the canyons of the Rio Grande, but did not. I graduated, moved on with life, and never went back. Not even close. One of my few regrets is at my age and health, It's probably a bit rugged for me to get to and really see these days. But in my mind, I see every spiky hand-to-hand combat with the lechuguilla, and I wish I could see another clear morning there. I hope that the time and treatment of visitors has been kind to the place. Don't put off spending time in the natural world, and don't put off sharing your favorite memory of the Texas outdoors with us in your own shout-out to the wild, like Steve Morse of Littleton, Colorado did. Just go to underthetexasky.org and click on the Get Involved link, and we'll be in touch. And so we come to the end of another podcast. Under the Texas Sky is a production of Texas Parks and Wildlife and is available at underthetexasky.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Tom Harvey for taking us on a culinary trip to Lano Springs Ranch, to the Vandevere family for hosting us, to Chef Jesse Griffiths and the Explore Ranch's crew, and all those who made it a great weekend. We record the podcast at the Block House in Austin, Texas, and Joel Block does our sound design. I'm your producer and host, Cecilia Nasty, reminding you that life's better outside when you're under the Texas sky. 
Major support for this podcast comes from the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation, conserving our wild things and wild places for over 25 years. Join us again next time for Under the Texas Sky. We're definitely starting to see a shift in younger urban people becoming more interested in fishing and hunting.